You're listening to the Myers and Stroop Podcast. Your source for poor advice. Yeah, duh. Let's go with me. Useless information. Works for me. And oh, uh, did we mention fantasy football? With your hosts, Nate Myers and Tony Stroot. All right, welcome to the podcast. I think it's season two, episode. I don't know what the fuck we're on right now. Seven, episode maybe seven, seven. It is seven. Seven. Uh, you've got myself, Nate Myers, my co-host. I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Tony, and the Brit who's uh, excited yeah. that we'll have football, proper football, back in a fortnight. And if you don't know what that means, look it up. There's a, like there's a mad typing in here the the keyboard in the background. <laughs> what the fuck is a Fortnite? Like English to American Google translation. It's not a video game. <laughs> it's, it's called a Fortnite because it's fourteen days, bro. Sure. Uh, Maybe. Probably. Is that true? I have no idea. That's something <laughs> I should probably look into, right? It is two weeks though. So I'll get back to you on the next part. No, it's it's good to be back. It's good to have another podcast. I know we had, I think the last one was three weeks ago, two weeks ago is when I posted. I think we've had, I know I went on holiday, I uh, was able to experience some good time down in Mexico, Mexico. Um, I know, Andrew, I know yourself was in Florida with your family and Tony was working. Yeah, well, Nate, I want to thank you for staying on top of your draft, even though you were on vacation. And uh, Andrew, I I hope you enjoyed your vacation. (laughs) I had signal trouble. Okay, Tony, (laughs) signal trouble. Damn, Disney World cell phone reception, I'm sure it's terrible. Surprisingly, some of those draft picks I made while I was in Cancun were better than I had imagined. (laughs) Like, I don't really remember the draft during that week, but (laughs) it went well. You just pick the guys toward the top of the list. Like one of these will be fine. A B, yeah, BPA. That's <laughs> that. That was the the easiest strategy uh, when in Cancun. So we're probably similar. I uh, I looked back on the roster that I drafted at the end of my vacation. I was like, I don't have many of these players on any of my other teams. So I, I really went outside of strategy and was just like, okay, this guy looks like he might be quite good. Just got on with it like that. Hey, I, I felt great. Yeah, I felt great about that. Like the draft that I'm, you know, probably probably inebriated, probably not paying as close attention as possible. And it was, I felt good about my draft. And then we have a guillotine auction draft, you know, a few nights ago where I'm prepared, I'm ready. And it's probably the worst draft I feel like I've ever had. So <laughs> maybe it's a lesson just get, get loaded, um, don't care, and just let it ride. And it might be the best draft ever. Margaritas and Mexican music. There's worse, worse ways to do it. Yeah, get loaded yeah. up and, and have fun. I've got two more guillotine drafts. We're all in one on Sunday evening. I've got another one on Saturday or Sunday afternoon. So I'm going to be staring at uh, a sleeper auction screen for about eight hours that day. So do we all? Do we all have like maybe we get on a pod? maybe not even a podcast, but get on a video screen. We have a drinking game during the uh, auction draft. I'm up for that. (laughs) Yes. Why not? 
We've also got Monday night, gentlemen, as well. So there's an additional option there. I know, I know we may have forgotten that one. Oh, we do have, we do have, yeah, there's the other guillotine draft for Mega League. Yeah. So we, just, we could do it back to back nights, but we'll feel great on Tuesday. Yeah, that's going to be a rough, long weekend. <laughs> well, drafts aside, since I know we're all gluttons for the fantasy side, I'm sure Tony and Andrew, you guys are the same as me, where it's. Oh, yeah. It's getting tough to maintain all the leagues that I have in sleeper right now. I think I, in fact, I, I reached out to him today as far as like, is there a way that we can, or a feature request that you guys have in the dev cycle to consolidate the number of leagues that we have like in our main screen? And surprisingly, like within an hour, they contact me back. Um, and they're like, yeah, like we're working on it. We're trying to come up with ideas. Like me myself, I have fifty nine leagues. It's like Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> one thing I'll, I mean, I love Sleeper. I mean, I, I got a lot of praise for them, but yeah, one thing that really stands out is just their responsiveness. Uh, ESPN, Yahoo, NFL.com, CBS Sports. I'm sure some random kind of politically correct bot is going to get back to you within a couple of days, but. Yeah, Sleeper, you can talk to real people. I mean, they have like a live chat screen where you can just talk to people back and forth or emails, you get pretty quick responses. And uh, yeah, they're, they're on top of it for especially having a, a small base of uh, just a couple dozen developers and a few other business guys uh, for, I don't even know how many leagues they're, they're running this year, but surely it's a whole, on, whole lot more than they had last year, which is a whole lot more than before. But yeah, their, uh, their customer service is, is second to none in the fantasy world that I've seen. There's been a uh, a lot of incentives if you follow them online on their social media as well. It's like mm-hmm. $100, $100 um, cash sent over to you if you import your league within the next 24 hours and get all your members One in. One year too that. late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Imagine how much we could have made. That's nice. um, like, what happened to all the people that like made the shift earlier when we thought this was a great thing they could jump on? You know? Do we get grandfathered into this? Or? Oh, Jesus. But, no, but yeah. Speaking of uh, like the amount of leagues that... You just said 59 or something for that guy. How many leagues in total are you guys in this year? Including best ball. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, okay. Well, yeah, I wouldn't include best ball because technically they're done. But I mean, counting them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 11 plus four best, actually 10 t- taking out uh, the basketball league. So. Yeah, ten plus best ball. Oh, you night. Uh, I've got thirteen on sleeper. Goodness. One on ESPN, and then one on Flea Flicker. Okay. There's another. And and that's part of part of my reason. It's maybe not a couple couple more is that I, I turned down invitations to Yahoo leagues, um, and CBS boards. Didn't do nothing for Flea, Flea Flicker or. Uh, or any of the others, but yeah, I'm, I'm officially consolidated onto one league this year and I'm kind of amped for that. Yeah. I'm at uh, 10 on sleeper and then three on ESPN. So it's okay. Waiver Tuesdays or whether it's Wednesday, I know that that's what it is on some of the leagues as well. It's, it's going to be a little bit more involved this year than normal. And then setting them lineups on a Sunday morning contending with, I know Nate's doing this as well, but, trying to put our Millie maker teams together for draft games mm. at the same time. It's going to be, I uh, can't wait. I know. I'm just saying it's, it's 
it's going to be awesome, but at the same time, it's, it's going to be a lot of work, right? Well, you get that uh, that fantasy task uh, spreadsheet that I posted on on Slack. Yeah, I've hired an assistant. Oh, even better. The same thing. Yeah, it's like you live in Singapore. You have somebody that stays in your home and cooks and cleans. In the U.S., you just have somebody that manages your fantasy Thanks, football tasks and agenda. All your fantasy obligations. That's nice. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, you're giving back. You know, there's people that there's people that need jobs these days. So it's good living. <laughs> well, putting this together, I didn't realize shit. I've got forty different like significant things. I mean, between creating waiver claims for all these different leagues and then setting my roster and then doing the DFS lineups and setting pickup picks, pick and picks. It's <laughs> pick I, forgot about, I, I forgot about that one. Damn it. It's 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 gonna be a goddamn disaster, but I've got a schedule in place and I'm gonna try to stick with it. So we'll see. I and agree. Did, did anybody feel I know like going back with that one thing you have in ESPN, going back to it at first, my first like five minutes, I was like, oh, okay, I, I forgot what ESPN was like. This is, that kind of looks cool. Then you try doing some of the functionality, you're like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> like, uh, take me back to sleeper. Like, let's, let's look up the players. Let's look up this. Oh, we have to do it all from eight different screens. Response just the, sucks. The, the chat capabilities. I love like, the fact that it's, you know, it's a combination of, you know, a, a fantasy app plus like Slack, you yep. know, or Discord, you know, and just the ability to bring people in and they're, they're on to something. I like it. Yeah. I think ESPN's feature is email league and that's how you correspond yeah. with everyone. And then it's like, okay, this, this is not helpful at all. It's definitely the, the granddad of, uh, of fantasy football where this is the trendy, just listen to people and let's do what people want yahoo's at least tried to kind of rebrand and kind of get a more contemporary look but yeah espn's had basically the same user interface for at least nine or ten years maybe longer i, I don't know I, I that's when i started using it about 2010 or 2011 yeah it's it's been the cocky. same damn thing with just slightly more kind of slick graphics every year but it's the same damn thing the same it's the same back end basically with just slightly improved graphics and yeah, sleepers Looks good, functions well, good interaction with uh, with your league mates. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be another two or three years or maybe next year, but in terms of kind of adoption rate, uh, everybody that I've brought over to it, they say, man, this is actually pretty damn nice. I think they have low expectations because it's a league they have, or a site they haven't really heard of, but they try it out. It's like, man, they actually know what they're doing. I, I, I'll be honest, I had hesitations at first just because I all my leagues were ESPN. I was like, oh, I want everything in the same place. I'll make things everything easy. But then slowly things are migrating. Um, and then, as you said, once once you get used to where everything is on Sleeper, because that was my real concern. It's like, I know where to go for everything on ESPN. Mm-hmm. It's, it takes me half the time to do it on Sleeper because it's all on one screen. And I'm like you said, I'm not opening other tabs and doing all of that. So it's, uh, it's definitely user-friendly. Well, and that's something I'm looking forward to when the, the season begins is because it's kind of monitoring all the different leagues. Yeah, you don't have to switch between five or six or 10, 12 different tabs. You can just kind of monitor everything from run screen, one screen, just kind of click back and forth if you want to see specifics. But it makes it so much easier to monitor your head-to-head matchups. But if you want to get into kind of league specifics, like for a guillotine league, you can just click on, on that link and everything pops up right there. But, no, it's uh, uh, I'm really stoked for this season because we only had three or four leagues on here last year. Now that I've got all of them on it this time, 
Uh, I think it's going to be a lot, uh, a lot of fun. So Nate, what are we talking about tonight, man? Besides uh, sleeper. Uh, no, um, I think last year we did a, mm. I think a fun bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, last year we did a good bit where we went through basically all the teams, the different divisions um, and conferences to predict what we thought was going to happen. Um, and then at the end of the day, we went and looked through Tony's calculation, which I still have questions over how that was calculated. But Mr. Sticky McWickets, uh, Andrew Robinson Powell, um, the co-host himself, won um, out of that. So... The I think it was, wins, by the way, guys, just, just as, okay. as the one thing you won uh, last year out of all those things. Um, nothing, pal. Right. <laughs> but it was, I, I thought it was fun. It, it was, it was cool to go and go through the different teams. There was a fair amount of them where we were spot on. There's a fair amount of them where each of us had a pretty big miss. Um, I know for myself, I know last year, I think I, I felt the Houston Texans were going to be much better than they were. Um, and there are a few other teams that I just uh, I whiffed on, but others. I think I, have, I, think I had the Falcons as a twelve-one team last year. That uh, was, I think uh, I thought Falcons were going to do well too. Yeah. Whoops. I concur. Did not project like Cleveland. I think to be as good as they were, as well. Um, I thought that. Do you have them pulled up there? Okay, yeah, great. Me. Yeah. So I guess looking across the board at some of the biggest variances and Andrew, feel free or Tony, if you see any major discrepancies, call them out. And obviously I, we all thought the Broncos were going to be better than they were. Uh, they were pretty rubbish last year, sadly. Well, Nate, you thought the Jags were a seven and nine team. One and 15 was uh <laughs> That's a little off. I, I I called them for two and fourteen. I thought they were going to be bad. I didn't think they were going to be that bad. And they still beat the Colts in in the first game last year. Yeah, and the Colts eleven and five. Like I, I did not expect that either. I mean, I was hopeful, but I was not that optimistic. You were not hopeful. You were shitting on. Phillip oh, I hate Rivers. Phillip Rivers. No, I you, I still don't like him. He's a. You were hopeful because you're a Colts fan, but you were not hopeful because you hate Rivers. This is true. That that's actually a pretty honest <laughs> assessment. <laughs> Good. Submission. Don't like Carson Wentz either, but uh, I'm at least trying to buy him because they actually traded a moderate haul for him. So I just need. I'm obligated to hope he does well. Uh, and I'd I'd say that a lot of the areas where we went wrong for the most part a lot of it was injury based too like when mm-hmm. Dak Prescott went down I mean we were all oh, sure we liked the Cowboys last year so then when Andy Dalton took over it was a train wreck um Philadelphia and- with, with their quarterback situation going from Wentz and and going over to Hertz you know and also Wentz just taking a complete nosedive like I don't know if it was a mental thing or, or what but he just fell off a cliff last year he was the worst quarterback in the league kind of statistically yeah. for the majority of the season. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the Falcons, as you guys mentioned, um, they just, they just crumbled. I mean, on paper it was Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and oh. bringing in um, Hayden Hurst. And you no, know, 
it all well, just Tulio was at least injured for part of it, but I don't know if that justifies going four and twelve. Yeah, they had a terrible season considering all the uh, the offensive talent they had. But now Todd Gurley is unemployed. Yep, the 49ers were surprising. What was what was San Francisco? Where we obviously they were six and ten, but I think all of us thought they were going to potentially win that division. Yeah, um, Tony was pretty buoyant on them at twelve and four. Even at high hopes. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah across the board. Definitely Atlanta was surprising as far as how bad they performed. Um, yeah. Detroit did worse than what I think we all anticipated. Tony, you were closest to six and ten versus a five and eleven in actuality. Um, but yeah, that was a fun exercise. So let's let's do it again. I'm in. So we're we just gonna kind of pound out the records really quickly, or are we gonna talk let's, about them in detail, or how, how do you want to do this? Let's let's pound it out like you're uh, yeah, uh, like a, you know I'm how a, to do it. I'm a pound machine. Take you guys to pound town. (laughs) So my name uh, appears to be first here on this column. So if we are going to begin with the AFC East, um, we're going to go with the Bills. Let me look at my little note spreadsheet over here. So for Uh, full disclosure, how many games this season do we actually have? We always get this wrong. Six. What? (laughs) So it's COVID weeks. It's different. It's different now. Seventeen, right, Tony? Needs to be an odd number. No, no eight and eights this year, guys. Okay, so it must add up to seventeen. I can tell you right now, I will mess up maybe once or twice still with the math, even though Damn we cleared this up. So, just add a tie, add a tie to it. Just eight, eight and one. There you go. Okay, so I'll go Bills eleven and six. I'll make seventeen. Uh, Nate, November sixth. Got to format your cells, bro. Format your numbers. All right, you guys. Okay. Go, go ahead. No, that that's fine. Uh, Tony, you can go next while I contemplate here. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Josh Allen, even though the bastard cost me at least one uh, one championship last year. But uh, I'm, I'm a believer. Uh, I'm thinking they're going to go 13 and four. I mean, the the, the Jets aren't there yet. Uh, I think they can still handle the the Patriots and the Dolphins. Not a Stupidly hard schedule. Um, yeah, I think 13 wins is possible. What have you got, Nate? I'll do 12 and 5. Damn it. Fifth. You got it. All right, Tony. Um, do you want to treat this kind of like a snake draft and just we'll run through this way and go back this way and go from there? So yeah, that's fine. With the uh, Miami Dolphins next. Yeah, Miami Dolphins, uh, they're, they're getting there. They're, they're improving. Uh, not great yet. I think nine and eight's a, a safe number. And I will format this spreadsheet once we are done, gentlemen. Carry on. Nate? Uh, six and 11. Not too high uh, on Tua. I, I do like him. I do like Tua. I, I, I just don't know if they're going to have all the pieces to pull together wins. I think they'll have some good battles, and Tua will have good stats. I I, I'm positive that he can show that he, the quarterback that he can be, but I, I don't think it's here yet. I'm going to mimic Tony. Um, and I am going to go with nine and eight for the dolphins. So over to the jets, 
I will say that they will be six and eleven. Great. I really like Wilson. He's I don't know. I I don't know if you guys watched him preseason. Um I'll get a little bit more I'll be a little bit more bold on them or on him. I'll say I guess Fuck eight, 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 nine. Is that what it'd be? You weren't much yes. of a math. You weren't a math major in, in school, were you, Nate? Uh, I was in engineering. Okay. So this this is, this is this is just too basic. <laughs> That's fair, it's, especially it's, with with an entire lifetime of sixteen game seasons. It's too simplistic. It's well below my pay grade. <laughs> no, uh, Jets. That's what uh, my assistant's for, by the way. So. <laughs> yeah, Jets. I mean, they're a young, up-and-coming team. Uh, no, I, I don't think they're they're quite there yet. Um, I, I'm going to only put them as a four-win team this year. Uh, I like Zach Wilson. I, I like Michael Carter. I like uh, Eli. I think they they've they can get there soon, but they're not there yet, especially with an offensive line that's still pretty garbage and a defense that's nothing special. So, four wins for them. Okay, can we can we add additional wagers while we go through this? Like, I mean, just, just just I'm happy just to a, consider just a six pack wager. Like for anything we want here. Like I like to wager a six pack that if they're over four wins, you you buy me a six pack. If they are four or less, I'll buy you a six pack. Does that mean you're going to do the same for what eight wins or nine wins? Um, if that's, Should we do kind I, of a, I, I was going off of yours, just your prediction. I'll think about it. Ah, in lack of, lack of confidence. So, <laughs> no, so, 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 so what'd you put there? I don't want to give away a beer at this point. Oh, damn it. <laughs> see, I wish we had video on this podcast that everybody can see as Andrew just futilely dicks with uh, excel formatting problems here this mic's up (laughs) don't worry manages millions of dollars every day (laughs) (laughs) not anymore (laughs) (laughs) all right uh we are on to the so the wages the wager happening and i'll note that down five wins or fewer for the jets i'll i'll own that for a, a bet okay five or fewer I owe you a six pack. Six and or more. Six or more, yes. I'm fine with that. It's kind I of meeting that... in the middle between our, our two uh I agree. Predictions, I agree. So. I agree. Got it. All right. So Patriots, Tony. Patriots. Uh, yeah, I think Mac Jones is gonna be starting that team pretty early, like October, if not sooner. Um yeah, they're not a playoff team, not particularly good, but I think they're they're going to win some games. I'll put them at seven and ten. All right. Uh, Patriots. Patriots. Okay, sorry, I'm sending a, a chat in there. Um, Patriots. Oh man, I think they're going to be eight and nine as well. Andrew, you want to just format that whole B four down to 
J37, just format it all as plain text. The pressure. So this whole plain text, uh... it's at the very bottom of that drop down. You go to, no, 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 there you go. Very bottom there. Up, 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 there. Then you probably have to put it in again. Mm. Oh, fuck. This is good listening. Or if you look at what I put in the text box. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that in the background when you guys are chatting through your uh, predictions. So Patriots for me, um, and we go nine and eight. Two, we're all kind of on the same page there, I think. Um, jumping over to the AFC North, AFC North, no. uh, AFC West. West, and Nate's the Broncos. And Broncos. I don't know why I noted this down. This is way too optimistic, but I guess I've got to go with my gut. Don't here fuck it. this up. <laughs> uh, Seventeen. Don't and, uh, fuck this up. Nine and eight. You're gonna surprise people. It, it it checks out. It, that adds up. Excellent. Nine and eight. Ah, oh, man. Ah, oh, damn it, Broncos. I think it's nine and eight. I'll go with the optimistic approach. I I, I do like that. I was going to more be eight nine, but yeah. Yeah, I I'll, I'm not afraid to go pessimistic. I think just because they need that quarterback, I don't think that that team's going to put a, a ton of effort in. I mean, I, I know the players are still going to play and the coaches are still going to coach, but I, I just don't see that as a team that's going to go 500-ish. Uh, I'm going 6-11 and 11 for them. Players going to play, coach going to coach. It's my Indiana. <laughs> Indiana mentality, bro. <laughs> no, just seeing it firsthand with uh, the sucker luck here. I mean, all the players were still playing their asses off, but that team was just garbage. And uh, Broncos actually suck? had a good team. Who are you going to uh, suck for? The, the, the Colts always suck for something. They, they find something to suck for. I mean, I think, who's even yeah. the top quarterbacks coming out next year? There's some kid out of uh, – Oklahoma. Out of North Carolina, and then yeah, Rattler out of out of Oklahoma. But uh, they've got the Texans to compete with. If anybody wants that number one pick, I think they've got it kind of on lockdown. But we'll, we'll get to them here in a couple more picks. Yeah, are you ignoring my guidance? Stick me wickets. <laughs> like, there's a way to bypass the formulas, dude. How about you just format Chiefs down uh, for plain text, and you can fix the top five later. Jesus. We are highly educated professional men. Was that my hobby? Decent paying jobs. <laughs> no, that was. I don't know. And don't say a fucking word, Tony. This is actually. <laughs> okay. Where are we at? Chiefs, Tony? Chiefs, Tony. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're good. There's nothing you can really say about them. Uh, I mean, that's another 13 and 14, I think. What was the uh, what was the record there, Tony? Thirteen and four, please. Thirteen and four. Oh. Oh. No, it's not being fixed. It's not being fixed. We carry. Um. Man, I feel like it's gonna be tough to really run the gamut here. Um. I'll do fourteen. 
14 and 3. 14 and 3. And then so I have for the Chiefs. Bold. 11 and 6. Not yes. too hot on them this year, huh? That the sounds team, better than my 14 and 3. The teams might start beginning to figure them out a little bit. We'll see. I'll put, it's going to blow up in my man. face. That guy is uh, something else. For 15 right. more years. Las Vegas Raiders. I have them at 7 and 10. Which I feel is a bit optimistic. But mm. That comes out. Six and eleven. Yeah, the Raiders are that team that nobody really thinks about. They're they're not good. They're not bad. They're just somewhere in the middle. So yeah, it's it's about a five hundred ish team. So yeah, I've got them at eight and nine. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Okay. Chargers. Justin Herbert's getting pretty damn good. Good receivers, but yeah, still nothing special on defense outside of Bosa. So uh, yeah, they're, they're about a six win team this year. Six and eleven. I'll give them more than that. I'll put them at mm, 10 and 7. Surprising. Nice. 10 and 7. And then I will give the charges 8 and 9. Right in the middle. And it's safe. All right. We are done with the AFC West. Moving over to the AFC North. To the Baltimore Ravens, and I've got them at eleven and six. Baltimore Ravens. Thirteen and four. Wow. Yeah, they apparently had a really good uh, defensive back. They just traded some rookie in that they were just so good, so stacked on uh, their secondary. They just didn't have a roster spot for them. So they got a, like a fifth round pick out of them from the Patriots. Um, yeah. The, the Ravens are another good team. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, 10 wins, 10 and seven. I'm not super high on them, but I think they're a good team. Kind of a fringe playoff team. That's actually a really good division, the AFC North. I mean, if, if uh, Burrow stays healthy for the Bengals, all of those teams, maybe not the Bengals, but all those teams should be kind of in playoff contention. Uh, yeah, Bengals are the one on the low end of that. So I'm going to say they're with a healthy burrow, which I guess that's the only assumption I can make. Uh, I'll put them as seven wins, uh, seven and ten. Mr. Myers? I've got some, I don't know, and listening to some podcasts and different news, seems to be a little bit of concerns about burrow. And his knee and comfortability, and I don't know if it's just, well, just coming just back 100%. Yeah, I mean, just like anybody else, you know, when you're injured, there's still that confidence of getting used to your your physical abilities, and he's just not there yet. And I just I worry about him getting hurt again. That's the only thing, you know. Um, so I'll I'll go for seven and ten. Yeah. Seven and ten on the Bengals, and I am joining Mr. Stroot with a also seven and ten. That, that's the first one the three of us have got together. 
Hey, he, so, you're joining me, but you're leaving Nate way the fuck over there by himself. Yeah, That's yeah, also that same pick. We are not aligned there, Nate, not at all. <laughs> so the Pittsburgh Steelers, I've got them as a 9-8 and eight team. I feel like they're going to get it a little bit more together um, since they fell apart in the last year. Hmm. Damn, it's a tough one. It all revolves around Ben. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll... Uh, I make this decision with the assumption that Ben stays healthy. Uh, and I'll say 12 and 5. Yeah, he, he's at the tail end of his career. I don't, I don't imagine he's got another performance after this season left in him. Maybe he does, but he, he seems like he's already kind of running on empty. Uh, he's still a great quarterback. I mean, he can run, he can take hits, he can throw the ball, obviously. Uh, yeah, if he can play the whole season, I can see them going 11 wins, 11 and 6. And Cleveland Browns, I'll just move through this quickly. I've got them as a 10 win team, also, 10 and 7. 10 and 7. I think that's actually a little pessimistic, but we'll see what you guys think. Um, I like that number as well. I'm going to mimic that. And then seven on the Browns, and I'm going to go one game better. I'm going to go with 11 and six. All right, over to the AFC South and the dumpster fire that is the Houston Texans. Um, I am going to go with four, four wins, guys. Four and 13. That's a lot. That's I think the, uh, the over-under is four and a half. That was the same projection I was going to go for. So four and 13 as well. Yeah, I'm not afraid to swing for the fences on these really good teams and these really shitty teams. And the Texans are going to be really shitty. So I'm not going to give them an over, but I will put them as a one-win team. One and 16. Ooh. Wager... There we go, guys. Wager time. So what's what's the six pack? Are you willing to bet two more than two wins for the Texans? Is a six pack to me? Two or less is six pack to you? I'm gonna get back to you on that one. I'm gonna think about that a little more. I'm gonna take a look. I'm gonna take a look at their schedule. Actually, is what I'm gonna do before I make that decision, but. Um, I'm next up on the Colts, I believe. I like last year. I'm I want them to do well. I just don't think they will, uh, especially with COVID. I've got a feeling with as many players are going to test a positive here and there. I think they're probably going to have to forfeit a game or two. Um, I'm going to put them as a as an eight win team, eight and nine, and hope they outperform that. All right, Nate. I'll go seven and ten. And turn on the Colts. I've got them coming in at nine and eight. The most optimistic in your team. And I think if they stay healthy, they could be good. Um, but obviously, that's not been the case the last few weeks. So the tides would have to change there. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I've got them down at six and eleven. Trevor Lawrence leading the team. Sixty-six and eleven. It's a good season. Strong. <laughs> oh man, Jacksonville. Fuck Lawrence. Oh, that's a good. 
That's a good projection. I don't want to be this bandwagoner through this all, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to roll with that same six and 11. Yeah. Early reports out of Jacksonville are not that great on urban Meyer. And uh, yeah, with Etienne going down, not a gigantic loss because of James Robinson, but still it hurts. Uh, I think they're going to do about like the jets. Uh, I'm going to put them as a four win team, four and 13. Titans are a pretty good team. Uh, they got some defensive players. Derrick Henry is still just a goddamn monster. And if Tannehill can get through COVID, then I think he's going to be another top 10-ish quarterback again. So I think the Titans can win 12 wins, can win 12 games, 12 and 5. Bold. You get four games against the Jags and Texans. Hmm. That is strong. What so was 12, that? 12 and 5? 12 and 5. That is... is that what you said, Tony? Yes, sir. 12 and 5. I'm going to have to check back. That is one of the highest uh, predictions so far. Carry on. Yeah, I'll go 10 and 7. 10 and 7. And I've got also 10 and 7. We are just following each other right now. Nate, okay. the uh, the offer I'll I'll give you on that uh, that Texans bet. Uh, if we call three a push, uh, I'll take zero, one, and two. Three is a push. Four or more is uh, you win. Deal. Sold. Three was a push. Three is a push. I'm gonna have a two or three cases on the line by the time uh, this is all done. Yeah, okay. on the line. Yep, Andrew's got me. What? <laughs> All right, Chicago Bears. The Bears. Bears. Let's see here. So we Bears. Are... <laughs> okay. Way to balance out the the vocals there. Um, I'm going to go with six and eleven, in Chicago. Not expecting much from Andy Dalton, huh? Or Justin Fields, or both. I think if they win some of those games, it's going to be with Justin Fields. I think, and that transition will be maybe one or two or three games into the season. That's just tough division to. Uh, five and 12. Yeah, I'm with Andrew on this. Six and 11 sounds about right. The Lions, on the other hand, though, that's another team that I think is ready to just collapse. And before they can start rebuilding, that they need another top uh, top draft pick, probably for a quarterback, because Jerry Goff is not the answer. Uh, I'm going to put them as a three win team, three and fourteen. Really? Uh, I think they do better than that. I'll do six and eleven. I mean, you spoke about this the other day, Nate. I think this could be a potential Deshaun Watson landing spot at some point if um, Goff doesn't show up, which I don't think he will. Um, I'm going to go with 4 and 13 for the Lions. Over to Green Bay with a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say 11 and 6.
12 and 5. Same. Feels like a 12 win team. Vikings, though, their whole quarterback locker room is in chaos right now. So I don't know what's going to happen with them. Um, yeah, that, that's another eh, middle ish pack team. Nine and eight sounds right. Uh, 11 and 6. I have 10 and 7. Split you guys. The Vikings. Right, We're moving over to the NFC East. And the this Cowboys. will be an interesting one. Featured on Hard Knocks. I'm going to go with 9 and 8 for the Cowboys. I'm similar to Pittsburgh. I'll make this decision, assuming that Dak will at least come back healthy or resemble the Dak that started out for a couple games last season, which is pretty amazing. Um, I'll say 12 and 5. Yeah, not that optimistic, Nate, but I'm with you that uh, if that's a healthy Dak, healthy. Offense altogether. CD Lamb's looking pretty damn good, apparently. Um, that's about 11 win team, 11 6. Now, the, the Giants are another interesting one because with Daniel Jones, they gave him a whole bunch of weapons this year. And if he doesn't show out this time, then he's probably done. I don't think he's really going to get it done. Um, I'm going to put him as a six win team, six and 11. Yeah, it's feeling. Eight and nine. Words right out of my mouth. Eight and nine for me as well for the Giants. Should make it quite a close division based on what I've got for the other two teams as well. Uh, Philadelphia Regals coming up. I have them as the Regals. A eight and nine team. That makes sense. Though. It adds up to 17. Hmm. The Eagles. The mythical bird. Okay, <laughs> you know what I want to say. Getting a lot of uh, <laughs> getting a lot of Roy Kent vibes from me this evening. Uh, Our national bird, that majestic beast, flies strong. The Philadelphia American bald eagles. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about Hertz. Um, obviously, I know there's trade rumors around him. Uh, damn you, Andrew. Eight and nine as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere near that high. I think that's a bad team unless they trade for Watson, which he's another potential landing spot for them. Uh, team as is, as assembled, is five and, 11, or five and 12. Sorry. I'll make the note there. I do think that four of those wins will come against New York and Washington. Bold pick. Yeah, the football team, who I don't know if they're going to have a real name this year or if they're still discussing that. I don't know what the latest is. I know they've narrowed it down to three three names, apparently. Um, it's an interesting situation because they've got Fitz Magic, Fitz Tragic, whatever, a quarterback now, which is an upgrade from last year. Got a 
solid running game, solid set of receivers, or at least a solid WR1 and a pretty damn good defense. Uh, I don't know if it's going to gel work together. I mean, Andrew, can you tap back and see how many wins they won last year? They won the division, but they also only went like six, six, nine and one or something, right? Last year, seven and nine. Seven and nine. Okay. Yeah, I think they're better than that this year, but not by a ton. Um, I'll give them eight and nine. Uh, for the Washington Snyders, I will go with seven and ten. Variety football team. WFC, WFT, I don't know. This is looking like a strong division. Um, I've got nine and eight. Okay. We are heading over to the NFC South, to the Atlanta Falcons, and I've got them down. Sell, 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 Seven and ten with Mike Davis's huge thighs. Thighs, 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 thighs. You're massive. Massive, massive, massive. Majestic. Organtuan thighs. <laughs> Good fantasy football team name. Washington Mike Davis is Gargantuan thighs. Yeah. Six to midnight, six to midnight. <laughs> um, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> so are you calling them to go six and 12, Nate? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 18 wins. No. Um, Atlanta Falcons, that's tough, man. I I don't know what's going to happen with who they're moving. Pitts in there. Um, running back's questionable. I feel like they're in a weird in-between period right now. It's where it's either they're going to completely shit the bed and move on from Ryan, or maybe there's a tiny bit of life to carry them on. But damn it. Eight, nine. Yeah, I see them coming off, starting off on a bad note, going one and four, one and five, something like that, and then just mailing it in for the rest of the season. Uh, Matt Ryan seems like he's also pretty much done. And uh, I don't know who's actually the the backup that they had actually just got injured. I think he's out for the year. So now they're on their third string quarterback as a backup. Um, yeah, I'm going to put them as just a team to move on from Ryan next year. They'll be in a draft position to do so with a three and fourteen record. That's partially because I just am really pissed at him from last year. Because I whiffed on on him by six picks. So I'm gonna just really hammer him down and hope for the best. Which sucks because I've got Calvin Ridley and uh, Kyle Pitts in multiple leagues. They could they could still be involved in high scoring games and they could be lose and that's that's kind of the thing, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. Just build a lead and then give it up in the final two minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Panthers are interesting, too, because I'm a bigger believer in Sam Darnold than most. Uh, I think he just got a raw deal on that Jets team, and I think with a slightly more competent uh, set of coaches and uh, skill uh, skill players, they can win some games. Uh, I got them at 9-8. and eight. Not as confident. I, I like his ability to air it out, and I hope that I do hope that he can be an NFL quarterback. So I, I do like him as a as a QB. I agree. He had a, a bad shake in New York. 
Um, but I just don't think it's his season yet, but I think he'll be the QB next year still. Um, I'll say 6-11. Words I'm about to echo. 6-11 and 11 for me as well on the Panthers, which takes us to New Orleans Saints. Amos Winston more than likely starting. Uh, I've got them... I saw them in the last preseason game as well, and they made some great throws, so it made me really optimistic. But I've got them at nine and eight. Mr. Crab Legs himself. <laughs> uh, bold. 11 and six. Yeah, I'm going to split the difference with you and go 10 and seven. They've uh, got a really pretty damn good defense and the offense has a lot of questions, but I think that defense will still carry them to some wins. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They brought back literally 22 out of 22 starters for, from their, their Super Bowl winning team, whether that'll translate into a whole bunch of wins. I think they went what 11 and five last year. And um, I don't know if that was what they were supposed to do, or if that was kind of playing above, uh, above what they should have, but, I think it's about that same team. I'm not going to put them up at 14 to three or 13 to four like a lot of people are. Uh, it feels like 11 and six. Brady will never stop. Oh. Age, never age. Yeah, I think they've. I think with Atlanta and New Orleans, I mean they're going to get some wins uh, within that division. I'll say 10 and seven. I still think they'll they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna win the division, obviously, with my Saints prediction. But I think they'll be a, a wild card team and and get through. I, just, I think they'll take a step back just because other teams getting better. Yeah, I've got them at twelve and five. I agree with what you guys were saying, though. I am a little bit more optimistic. I feel like teams. They do really well one season. It's difficult to follow it up the next year when defenses can kind of figure out the system a little bit. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, 12 and 5, they'll, they'll win that division for me. So moving over to our last one, um, we are now heading to the NFC West and the Arizona Cardinals, who I think will have a strong season. Um, I've got them at 10 and 7. I'll do the same. I'll do the same. I was just going to put one one win ahead, but I'm going to go ahead and go two. Uh, I think I think I, last year I thought they were a playoff team, and I still think they can be that this year. They've got a one year older quarterback, and I love just the concept of tiny wide receivers that they can just blaze downfield and just kind of blow the top off of defenses. Uh, Rondale Moore from Purdue along with the tiniest quarterback in the league thrown to him. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch those two, along with Hopkins, along with their other receivers out there. I think that's going to be a fun team to watch. Rams, I mean, Aaron Donald's the best player in the NFL. Um, that's going to be a good team. Now they have Matthew Stafford at quarterback. They won 10 games last year. Uh, I'll put them at 12-5. Uh, and five. 
matching the Cardinals. 11 and 6. I'm going to go with 10 and 7 for the Rams also. Which then takes us over to the Niners and question marks their quarterback position. See who they start with. Um, I'm going to go with 9 and 8 for the Niners. Seven and ten. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that can be the one of the teams this year that goes from worst to first in their division, like it happens in every year with some team. Uh, I don't think they're that good. Yeah, eight and nine. I'll go in the middle of you guys. And last up is the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, I can't really get a good get a good read on them. I mean, Russell Wilson seems like he's happy, but then there's words that he's he wants out or he wants to do a trade or he's just wants more money probably. Um, they've still got DK Metcalf. They still have uh, one of the Tylers that, the, that you like over there, Nate. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Nah. I think they're going to beat the Colts in game, game one. That's for sure. Uh, Duh. They haven't won since 2013, bro. Season opener, like seven in a row now. It's fucking depressing. Uh, Seahawks, nine and eight. Seahawks, 12 and five. Ooh. Wow. And I'm going to go to close this out with 10 and seven, the Seahawks. And there we have it. Do we want to make... Um... Just out of curiosity, I don't. Did we do it last year where we said conference champions and then Super Bowl champion? I remember talking about playoff teams. I forget if we took it to that uh, that level. Yeah, I don't know if we ever said who was going to be. So based based on on the records we've put in play, we can get reads on who we think is going to win each division. Um, but maybe just, maybe just conference and Super Bowl, if that makes it easier. I'll throw it out there. I'll say Bills over Rams. Bills Josh Rams. Allen gets it done. What do you think, Mr. Myers? Um... Packers over Chiefs. Packers over Chiefs. And then I will say... Lions over Texans. Do it. Very, very, very pessimistic. You can get good odds on that, I bet, in Vegas, if you want to put that bet down now. Yeah, it's one dollar earns you a million. I will go Millie with Maker. Packers over also. Liverpool. <laughs> they don't lose, man. <laughs> I go Packers over the Ravens. Ooh, Kaka. Yeah, the Ravens go to the Super Bowl every decade or so. I guess they're due. 
Is the Super Bowl MVP Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams? Rodgers. Jordan Love. Ooh, I like it. Mason Rundle, Crosby. Rundle Cup. Yeah. yeah. Amari Rodgers. Wow. Curveball. Ada Rodgers is the MVP. Yeah. That's good. I think that's that fun to go through that exercise. We'll see how much regret some of those decisions or how accurate they actually hold. I think with some of our leagues where we actually have to do um, some of the over-under predictions and we'll definitely be well aware of what's happening here. That's going to be a big change from our normal just straight-up pick them. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Now we have to do uh, spread betting for each one. I'm If I go even close to 500, then I'll consider that a huge win. I don't know what your, uh, your betting success history is nate but we've always we've done spread betting in mega league before and it's never gone well for anybody yeah i haven't done that a format like that so i don't do it very often i don't bet on it myself i'll do the the DraftKings style obviously you know entry entry lineups but not sure. betting against the spread yeah, it's going to be a whole new world for me as well. It, it it goes that level deeper that my mind never wants to go to of plus threes and minus twos and point fives and all of that. So we'll see. We'll see. God I, damn I'm math. Horrible. Exactly. If and when sports betting ever becomes truly legal in, in Texas, which it'll probably be a decade away, um, that'll at least get me more ready for that. Yep. I think uh, it's legal in, in Louisiana now, though. Is that right? I think sports betting just got something changed in in the state. Is anything illegal in Louisiana? DraftKings was. Uh, but casino gambling was not. Hmm. Louisiana in-person sports betting may begin by mid-September in Louisiana. Interesting. So if you want to swing by LaBerge, I don't know if they'll, they'll have it in Lake Charles, but I'm sure they will in New Orleans. Yeah, if I can go play some blackjack and throw down some money on some Sunday games, that'd be an excuse to go over there a little more often. Road trip. No excuse needed. This is also true. <laughs> well, I guess besides our predictions, which obviously will, we got two wagers going on there, um, which is nice to have between uh, the Jets finish and the Texans finish. Um, and we'll see if we add any more. I'm sure we'll have more wagers as we continue with these podcasts midseason. They're always I, fun. I, I have a somewhat kind of wager input. What about a buy-in and, and some kind of winnings for this? I, I know the outcome last this year, considering I came first last year, there's nothing at stake, but are we going to put something at stake here? I think it's fair. What do you think? I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. What, what are we staking for uh, winning the predictions this year? Your Up for ideas. Picks, your first round picks and sleeper next year. Um, 20 bucks each? Yeah, put some money on it. 20, 20 bucks is fine for now. We can always revise that before the season begins, too, if we want to do something a little more kind of creative. Yeah, I'm fine with $20 and the 
whoever's in last place has to host a solo podcast describing the results. I was thinking like loser has to name their next born child after the winner or something. More, that's that's not nearly as well. As no more difficult. child. No more childs are happening. You name one pet. of your existing children. Rename your existing <laughs> children. It's an even be bolder an, move. Be an I shall, conversation. I shall name my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet you. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no, no that's needed. Not what else are we going to talk about, man? You got some, some trade evaluations we wanted to go through? Yeah, we can do. I know we've been dealing with the some random injuries and COVID issues. You know, I know Etienne was uh, uh, a shocker for a lot of people that were feeling good about rookie drafts or making some some bold picks, you know, in, in some of our, uh, various other leagues. Um, and that, that definitely is impactful. We've had some shifts with having Sonny Michelle going over to the Rams, uh, with the news of, you know, Winston most likely being, have they officially announced that Winston's QB one or is it still up in the air? It's still up in the air. I feel like it's going to happen, but you know, Bridgewater being the QB one in Denver, um, you know, we're starting to see these, these prime positions that are being called out that, you know, people that made some, uh, they took some chances in drafts, mm-hmm. seeing what, what could happen. You know, this is where we're seeing it take shape. Plus, uh, again, not to reiterate it, but we dealt with COVID all last year and we, we saw some shifting of schedules, shifting of games, movement of stuff. And, um, Tony, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Danoville say they were not going to move anything this year? Yeah, I think they said if teams are just simply un- incapable of uh, of fielding a team, then they have to uh, forfeit. I, I heard something about them. It's two games. I, I don't know if they have to forfeit the game after that because they need to go on a 10-day whatever, so they'll miss both games. But yeah, I think they just trade up forfeit two games and then think the other team kind of wins by default, but it's still, they don't get the TV revenue and everything on top of that too. So. And I think a lot of that was, you know, sadly to say, you know, even four months ago when, you know, we, we saw vaccinated players feeling protected versus unvaccinated where now there's definitely a spread of, it really doesn't matter. Obviously there's, there's some potential benefit of, you know, being vaccinated versus unvaccinated health wise. But I think what we're going to see is it doesn't matter. Your, your entire club can be fully vaccinated, but you're still going to be testing COVID positive. Very spreadable. It's very likely that if uh, somebody with the, the Delta variant has it, then if you're in that area, there's a good chance they can mm-hmm. tr- transmit it over to you. And while the, symptoms the severity of it's likely lessened it still doesn't mean that you you can get it and you can also pass it on to everybody else i think that's the the dangerous part of this year is that while 90 something percent of the league is vaccinated uh it still doesn't mean you can't get it it still doesn't mean you can at least get mild symptoms and share it with your entire locker room a lot easier than you could before i think the nfl will probably there's probably going to be some shifting i think and some potential movement as they 
go along. We'll see. Anyways, like I think with with all that playing into into account and factoring into what could happen in the season, it's definitely adding some some twists to uh, how we're trying to plan things as owners. I think as well, um, just the lack of flexibility that's available to them. Like you said, if, if it gets called off, it gets called off. It's not getting moved. But what I've seen about the Washington football team is they're going to treat the season like they did last year. And they're going to restrict the players of where they can go, what they can do as far as their hotels. They're going to be separating different groups on the offense and the defense. You can do everything they can with the whole squad. The likelihood of the whole team going down is, you know, it's slim to none. So I think a lot of teams are going to follow the same protocols of last year and just hope that it works. Bruce Arians is doing something at least mildly similar with the uh, with the, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, he said that basically if they're on any road games, if they're in New York or Chicago or wherever, uh, they're staying at their hotel. They're not going to go sightseeing. They're not going to go visit friends. They're not going to go out to the strip clubs. They're, they're going to stay at the hotel, kind of get in, get out, play the football game, and, uh, and head home. And, I mean, it's probably a kind of a buzzkill, but at the same time, it's entirely responsible for uh, for trying to keep a keep the season on schedule. Yeah, I think it's interesting too. With we talked about this last podcast, but you know, obviously, it's an ex- extended season. We are going to see more injuries. We're going to see COVID-related yeah. issues. We're going to see there's still some question marks about players holding out or being traded. Um, we talked about the potential shift to a quarterback by committee. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I, I've been listening to recent news and I've noticed some of these announcers calling it a quarterback uh, platoon. <laughs> uh, if anybody's heard that term, I was like, that sounds so fucking lame compared to the quarterback by committee. A platoon. Um, but I do think that's, kind of the direction we might head where you have somebody like Garoppolo and Lance or you have Bridgewater and Locke, you know, or you have Winston and Hill, you know, where you have these season 17 games long, you know, plus playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's going to take an army, I think, to get through these damn things. Tom Brady, Uh, Kyle Trask. Yeah. Yeah. That does come to mind. Uh, that was definitely number three. Uh, I, I'm sorry for mentioning Winston Hill, <laughs> um, but I mean it's it, it does play in. So I think right now, I mean, I, I've I think between all of us, we've seen some interesting trades. We're we're all in dynasty leagues, we're in best ball leagues, we're in guillotine leagues, we're in redraft leagues, we're in keeper leagues, we are in DFS leagues. Yeah, yeah. If if there is a format, we're in it. Um. I think in the between all of us, my favorite personally are the the, the dynasty leagues um, and the superflex ones. Probably more specifically, uh, just because the excitement and some of the the trade offers we've seen pushed across recently. I last last podcast we talked about how hey, if you know certain members in your team use certain sites to value trades. Use it. Take advantage mm-hmm. of it. Know what, know what your your league mates are using to quantify value. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times this week I received just the most <laughs> ridiculous 
trade offers in the fucking world. You know who uh, you are. Yes, all of you. Anybody that's sent a trade. And I'm probably guilty of it too, but I will say I do use a trade calculator and I do try to make sure that if I'm either winning slightly or if it's a player that I really, really want, I will take a loss in value because it's somebody I want. Um, and again, it's all based on a trade calculator, but man, I don't know if you guys have seen some wild ones the past week, but people are out of their minds sometimes. I think at this point, people are just kind of throwing a bunch of shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. I mean, if they throw 20 terrible trades out there and one person accepts, then that's still a win. Uh, I was doing that to maybe a lesser degree when I had a couple of too good to cut, but never going to start on my, on my D league team that I just started went fishing. I've got a couple of uh, fourth round picks for Todd Gurley and uh, somebody else. I can't even think of who it was, but yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people are just trying to fine tune their rosters and maybe they think they can find somebody that the other team really likes and they can make them pay a King's ransom for them. I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot of different kind of rationales behind it at this point, but it's far from a uh, logical most of the time. When I'm sending out the trade requests, I'm generally hoping that the uh, person receiving it is not looking at trade calculators at first. <laughs> I'm hoping that they're just making the judgments uh, based on how much they like the player. But as you said about just throwing a bunch of trades out there and hoping one sticks, I feel like that it, it creates such a, a bad habit with some of us where it's just like, well, I, I might just pull off this crazy trade over in this league. I'm going to do it over here. So mm -hmm. more crazy trades, you know, it's uh, just snowballs. But um, it's, it's been somewhat quiet on my trade front. Like I've said to you guys, Offline from the pod, I uh, accidentally drafted Dak and Zeke in a league. Uh, it's a stack that I'm not proud of or happy with. It could so, be worse. Um, yeah, it, it certainly could be. But um, I'm right now shopping Zeke in a league, and we'll see if there's any takers because it's not like he's a horrible player. It's just whether we can come to some kind of agreement. Um, so there's, there's a few things in motion there, but we'll see how that pans out. I know for me personally, like I, I know you, you mentioned you're not going to, you, maybe you hope they don't look at uh, calculators. All for the most part, I, I one thing I really do like about Sleeper recently is it will automatically create or a, send a message to the person if you select it. Um, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll follow up there and I'll send the link to uh, keep trade cut um, of the value that I've put together for that specific league. And you can, so whenever you go in there, you can put together what the different trade would be and assesses the value and you can copy a link and I'll put it into that trade request. And it's like, Hey, this is, this is why I put this together and this is the value associated with it. Um, and I think it helps, but you know, you guys talk about throwing, you know, 10, 15 trades out there and see what sticks that might be shit. Um, I feel like I throw, you know, 10, 15 out there that are quality or I'm losing per the calculator and I still haven't gotten one to, to hit. So a lot of it's dependent on 
you know, how much the owners love their players, what, what is their roster construction? Are they paying attention? Um, that's another one too, where the trade just dies because the time period elapsed. And I think that's, you know, Andrew and I were talking about this, uh, a couple of days ago to where, you know, even on these trade requests, you have options to have it on basically for a time period, you know, 12 hours, 24 hours, two days, seven days. Indefinitely. Indefinitely. And for us, you know, my kind of standard operating procedure is I won't push anything out greater than two days for the most part, unless I know that there's not going to be much that will change in seven days or maybe somebody needs extended time. You know, it's as a, a word to... (laughs) a word to the wise, I guess, or a word of caution, you know, be careful when you extend those non-expiry trades, because if you're not paying attention, those things are floating out there, they will come back to bite you. And, you know, I, I personally, I benefited from one of those last year from a trade just sitting out there that somebody let float and, you know, I accepted it after a player blew up and I benefited from it. You know, it's not taking advantage of the system. It's just that trade was floating out there. And as injuries happen and as players perform, you know, things change. So just be careful and smart. Be smart about it. And that's precisely why I don't accept a lot of trades. If I don't like it at the time, I'm not going to just decline it. I'm going to let it sit there. And if it comes to benefit me two weeks, three weeks down the line, and it's still out there. You bet your ass I'm going to take advantage of it. Hasn't Sorry. come up yet. Haven't found a chance yeah. to actually do that, but I'm trying to, to replicate what, what Nate was able to pull off last year. So maybe one of these days. Don't accept my Jonathan Taylor for Cam Akers trade that I sent over <laughs> to you about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, please. I'll take a look at that. Out. Yeah. We got anything else tonight, gentlemen? I don't. I think that's pretty much it. I know we've got, you know, obviously some more, more draft prep, weekend coming. Yeah, more drafts coming up. And I'm sure we're going to have more training camp news. We're going to have more news about who's starting, um, you know, depth, depth chart news, stuff that really drives performance. Uh, we're going to have silly injuries. It just never fails. There's going to be some injuries. There's going to be some legal altercations. Something's going to pop up. I hope we find out more about Deshaun Watson, about what's going on with that guy. Because, you know, I've taken, in a lot of dynasty leagues, I've taken the opportunity or the chance to pull him in. Um, Because it's just unknown, but he's got so much potential. Um. So I don't know. I've, I've got nothing else really. It's just we'll see how this week plays out, see how some of our drafts goes, and then we can reconvene next week and talk about uh, how great everything went and how amazing our rosters are. Are there any uh, NFL games you recommend taking a look at this weekend? I don't even know which ones are playing starters versus backups. I think mostly it's the end of roster guys on the final preseason game, but I don't know how that's going to go. Are there any that you're looking at, Nate? Are you pulling up the schedule? I'm pulling up the schedule myself in terms of what we have going on this weekend. 
Um, do we even have preseason? We do. We have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games. And I, I think one of the main things to look out for are the players that have not taken part yet in any of the preseason games that are going to see some minutes. I saw the Cortland Sutton for the Broncos. And yeah, yeah, there's a lot of guys that have, are coming back from some injuries that haven't really seen the field yet. They're finally going to test, uh, test them in uh, live game action. Yeah. So I, I, from my perspective, I think the first quarter of all these games could be good. And then after that, it might just be who's getting cut after this game. I think uh, Saquon might play some minutes too on his game. That seems so risky. <laughs> For what reason? You know, uh, I mean, I know he's game time, but save it to game one. I think it's do they throw him out there for 25 carries in game one, or do they at least try to give him three carries just to see how his body holds up? And you can still do that in practice too, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious. So I know tomorrow will things that I want to see if Wilson plays some more. Uh, when the Jets play the Eagles, I want to see that. I, I I talked to Andrew about it. Like, I don't know if any of you guys have watched Zach Wilson play in the preseason, but I've really enjoyed watching that guy play. Like, he can he can ball out, and his the way he's played with Corey Davis, and that's been surprising. And he's been an impressive QB, and I like to say, I almost said impressive little QB. And another thing we were joking about, he's a big dude, like, but looks. He looks like, like a he's child. 12. Yeah. Looks like an elf. Um, Makes no sense. You know, but he's bigger than, he's bigger than me. You know, <laughs> it's, um, he's doing good. Uh, Steelers, Panthers, I know they talked about Haskins playing for the Steelers and get some time. Um, Vikings, Chiefs, I feel like that's 100% backups that we're going to see there. Uh, Rams Broncos. I'm sure that'll be a showcase for Locke now that they've announced that Bridgewater is the starting QB. Rams, you'll probably have somebody thrown out there in the just backups. Bucks, Texans. Um, again, I think you'll is Trask hurt right now or is he is he healthy? Who is this? Uh, Kyle Trask. Uh, I haven't heard anything on him lately. Okay, so I'm sure we'll see some time with him on the tech or when they play the Texans this Texans, weekend. Texans could go three and zero, guys. Just uh, could just sitting down for that. Could moment. I mean I'm sure we'll see what the rookie with some starting time um, in that game. Uh, Packers Bills, I think it's 100 percent backups, um, and I think you will see some. I mean quarterback wise. From the Bills, uh, I know I was kind of impressed last week um, with what we were able to see um, with the quarterback that shall not be named. That you know, was he a first round? Was he a rookie first round draft pick for you and Andrew and STDD? He sure was. I picked him right before Deshaun Watson. Now, are you talking about the MVP? Of the Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon valuable slime. player. Slime game, yep. Same one. How many other that's NFL the, quarterbacks can say they're an MVP? So that's a win for me. You know, when, when I drafted him in Dynasty, not many people think that far ahead. So 
Um, <laughs> I'll take it. But everybody needs something to, to kind of be proud of. I mean, the, the Texans running the table in the preseason, that, that's that's huge for them. I mean, Could especially, yeah, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, MVP. Nobody else can say that. And I'm curious how much playing time with the Bears and the Titans game, if if Dalton's the starter, as they keep reiterating, I, I assume he's not going to play. Um, how much more fields are they going to show us? Because the more that they show us, the more that... You can get ready for him. Yeah, exactly. And the more the fan base is just just yelling for him to start, so that'd be interesting. Hey, they're paying ten million dollars to Nick Foles this year. They might as well throw him in there just to earn his paycheck. Nick Foles. I'm trying to think of any other games that would be interesting. Maybe, maybe in San Francisco versus Las Vegas. Maybe you know with some Mariota, and I don't know if they're going to play how they're going to handle Garoppolo and Lance. Um, in that one. You know, that'd be interesting. Patriots, Giants, I am kind of curious. There's been a lot of Mac Jones rumors, too, um, about... Hi. Who? Jones. Mac? Matt. Mac? Mac Mike. Jones. Okay. Mac Jones. Uh, that, that didn't work. Okay. I tried. Yeah, that was good. It almost worked. Um, Maybe but, I mean, there's been a lot of rumors about him over Cam... Um, which I'd be who knows, but let's well, I'm, I'm sure we'll see some of that, and then then you get into Cleveland and Atlanta as kind of the last game of the slate for the week, and that one's not really interesting to me. Um, bleh. but other than that, there's a lot of games this weekend, a lot of uh, a lot of potentials, a lot of backups, still a lot of competitions that will get the final kind of final view before we go into week one and andrew how much how much longer do we have until week one begins uh we have a fortnight i believe that's uh five weeks is that week two weeks guys two weeks until Bucks, 14, Cowboys. Yeah. 14. Two weeks two weeks it's exciting it really is so we will if if, if we meet again next week we will have a lot to discuss Nate, was that a was that a total recall reference there? It was. Thank I, you for catching that. I respect that. <laughs> it was it was a little little subtle. Yeah, that yeah. Was, I, uh, I kept it subtle, but it was it was two it's a weeks. Bonus point. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't oh, I can't do anything else from that movie at the moment. Three titties. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That should be the hey, name of this podcast. <laughs> Arnold, Arnold, what a beast he was in that movie. Uh, what was his name? What was his name in that movie? Quaid, but what was his other name? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, Quaid. <laughs> I can't. Quaid. I got. I got to watch that movie again. That's. I haven't seen that movie in over a decade. <laughs> like a dude's little, that little dude out of the belly. <laughs> that that is our homework assignment this weekend, yep. gentlemen. Track down the original Total Recall from 1990 or whenever that was. Oh, I'm fairly sure. with right. uh, Colin Farrell, not worth watching. Yeah, it's okay, but I'm it's fairly certain. I, I know. I. I think I ended up going out to eat and had uh, quite a few margaritas maybe a couple weeks ago and came home and I, I found that, I think it was streaming on maybe HBO Max. And I don't remember it. I just remember I went back and looked at 
apparently the night before I tried to watch Total Recall. Um, but yeah, Quaid, and I, if you can figure out who that was. Whoever gets it next uh, episode gets a gold star. Stop Googling, Tony. I can see him. No, he's Googling. I can see him. I see his glasses. You see them in the reflection of his glasses. Well, it's on Amazon Prime, but you got to pay for it. I think it's on Was Netflix. It Prime? Though. Never mind. Well, it's on Hulu. It's on Netflix, or at least it's on their website. I don't know if that means it's on there now or it was on there in the past and they took it off. Well, you can all watch it again, and then you can have a nice little, nice little view of Sharon Stone. So, back when she was very nice. <laughs> 30 years Excellent. ago Doug Quaid yeah I don't know what his other Anywho. his alter ego yes okay as a final parting question the bad guy um, <laughs> yes the bad guy from that movie um, was also in another science fiction movie that and he was a teacher in that movie. Michael Ironside? Yes, it's Michael Ironside. Quickly, before you can Google it. <laughs> what do you mean, before I can Google it? Uh, what do you mean? I'm already on the IMDb page. Yeah. Uh, Starship Troopers. So he was a... Oh, no, uh, absolutely. He was the... Uh, the oh, yeah, absolutely. Former teacher. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Oh. He saved my life. Mine Stands too. up his picture of his face <laughs> on this t-shirt that he's currently wearing. Infantry, oh, sir. <laughs> Maybe the man I am today. Five minutes, Rico, when you see these <laughs> banging the chick. Make it ten. <laughs> it gives the guy the neon violin. Yeah, that's a that's a terribly good movie. Uh, yes. Neon violin guy. Can you name him? He was the murderer. <laughs> he was the murderer in Identity in uh, 2003. I, I, no, murderer in Identity, and he was also the bad guy. He was also in on Contact. Contact. Yes, yes. He was the, you, yeah, the cult guy. But, but do you know his name and who is who he's related to? That I do we, not know. We should have a separate podcast for this line of questioning. We could go, we could go movie, movie trivia. I, I can I can make that last for a while. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so who the hell is he, Nate? Is is he your cousin? No, 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 no. I don't have to. So it's uh, Jake Busey. Really? It's like Gary's son. Yeah. He so actually has the same damn kind of face. So I, that's got to be does. his son. Yeah. He knows. I, so yeah. his his dad is Gary Busey. Um, and I actually, when I was working in college, I worked with a guy who was the, the nephew of Gary Busey. Yeah. He's the son uh, of Jake Busey or of Gary Busey. Mm-hmm. So anyways, nice. we'll go down that rabbit hole. Somehow we ended up at Total Recall to Dennis Quaid, to Sharon Stone, to Violins. Michael Ironside, to Jake Busey, to Gary Busey. So... Maybe that's a different type of podcast, like you said. Casper Van Dien. Six degrees of total recall. Johnny Rico. <laughs> oh, Doogie. All right, guys. Yep. Let, let's call it a night. 
Oh, yeah, why did you have to, to mention Dookie Hauser? Fucking oh, games it's afraid. in theory. It's afraid. <laughs> it's afraid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We will have this. Po- we'll have a wrap up podcast or a, a continuing podcast next week, hopefully. Um, so have a good night. Go Remember those three titties. <laughs> I can't leave.